Karibu to the What's Your Name podcast. I'm your host Steve and welcome to a Genesis story. And this is a BLD session. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. It's your girl Simply Cyril. Yes, and What's Your Name podcast. Guys, please follow us on the platforms of Instagram, uh, Twitter, and... What? I don't Twitter. I don't Twitter. See you talk. Why are you not talking? Because I don't know whether I'm supposed to chime in or not. See you talk. Yeah, Twitter. Um, uh, Facebook. To to But we're on all three platforms, but we engage best on Instagram. So catch us on Instagram, and yes, uh, you can get us on any platform that promotes podcasts. Don't worry whether you're Apple, whether you're Android, we've got you covered. So, yes. Yes. Karibu sana to the podcast, guys. Yeah. Um, in this episode, Michelle is taking over. So, welcome to a Simply Zero experience, guys. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, first of all, like, just to touch baseline, like how was, how's your week been, Steve? Terrible. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Because... Um, a lot of the things we, particularly for me in the life I lead, is it pay, it pivots a lot on what I follow a lot of the instructions of what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. Mm-hmm. And this past week I've been having a very interesting conversation with him and mm-hmm. he's been asking me to do some really hard things, which I'm not sure if I'm supposed to share on the platform, but at okay. the moment is it's hard for me because... Yeah. It, it's pertinent to the place I'm going mm-hmm. in my life and mm-hmm. where I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. So, but my week has been good. I met with mm-hmm. a very good friend of mine yesterday. Mm-hmm. The few days beforehand, I've been learning about um, uh, God's provision. Essentially, mm-hmm. is I, I've been very... I get anxious about things in my life, particularly things like food, things like rent, things okay. like even my day-to-day, so... So you're just anxious about life? I am, mm-hmm. particularly as a guy, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, as you can tell from somebody like my really good friend Michelle is, we we kind of are accustomed to a particular, I wouldn't say lifestyle, but things that we like. And at times, for me personally, I end up... And I don't know somebody has expensive taste in many words. Please, please, stop going I don't have dishes. extensive taste. Wanting jackfruit is not extensive taste. Expensive, not extensive. Expensive. It's not expensive taste. Okay. Yes. yes I do you have... do have expensive taste because, okay, jackfruit in UG is cheap as... As really? like, it's very cheap because it grows everywhere. In fact, like a lot of the jackfruit you see locally, many of the fruit vendors get it from suppliers from Uganda. I'm enjoying this now. Oh, I, I've always told you guys, please, he keeps on forgetting details because normally I work in a certain organic market and he, when I get jackfruit and he eats it, I tell him like it's from Uganda. Yes, UG have the best jackfruit. It's really, really delicious. And for those of you who do not do not know what jackfruit is, it's a very delicious tropical fruit. Um, so at first, some people it. might assume it's durian, like when they see it um, being prepared, but it's not durian. It doesn't have that very pungent, strong scent. It smells very sweet. In fact, when people um, eat jackfruit, they say it tastes kind of like a pineapple, banana mm. blend. It doesn't have a particular flavor. It just tastes really sweet and tastes like a mesh of mango, bananas, and like pineapples. And it's those fruits of, you either hate it or love it. Akuna kitu ya at it'll grow on you. Like once you taste it, you either know if you hate it or love it. And it's super, 
super sweet, but it's an amazing fruit. Mm. Anyway, sorry, we digressed to fruits. <laughs> yes, so essentially I am learning on daily provision instead of mm-hmm. worrying about the big thing. Mm-hmm. And so far, my life has been waiting on daily provision. Particularly even when it comes to things that are really important to me. So for me, this week has been relearning that. Because mm-hmm. literally, it's, a, it's something that the Holy Spirit has to constantly scream at me about. Okay. So yeah, that's been my week. How oh, that's you? been your week. Uh, for me, my week has been... It was good. My week, my week was... Um, it was good, actually. It has... Of course, every week has its highs and lows. And... Um, with my high, um, uh, with my highs, what I can say I learned was that I it's good, it's important to enjoy the small things in life, and not to look at the um, the the quantity or the value of things, but not the value, sorry, the quantity of things, but the quality of it. So yeah, like on the weekend, I went on a date with my boyfriend. Um, and uh, through the week, I've been able to do stuff. Like, I've been... Guys, I've been in lockdown for, like, a month and not because of COVID. I broke my toe. So my toe... And it was my big toe for the for the left foot. So I fractured it badly. It got splintered at the hospital, you know, putting a little cast around it to support it while it heals. And basically, walking was painful. So I, I just kept my feet up for, like, four weeks because... The duration for healing is four to six weeks. So at least now after the fourth week elapsed, I was like, okay, I can make my hair, I can do my eyebrows, I can make my nails. Like, you know, girl stuff, you know, it's good to do upkeep. And yeah, so <laughs> it was a good ring. I got to do my upkeep, so I feel good. <laughs> I think uh, this is something I still struggle with. Uh, Michelle's upkeep is not... Seattle <laughs> upkeep is just... Well, it's who I am. And it's, no, let me tell you something. Mm. Hygiene is a form of good manners. Because you don't want to be talking and you have stinky breath. You don't want to be sitting next to somebody and they want to die because your sweat is just pungent. You know, it's it's courteous. Wouldn't you say like when somebody's next to you and they're fresh, you, you your environment, they have not disturbed the ambience. You know, when somebody is smelling, they come and sit next to you, you just feel like my ambience is spoiled. Like because now you can't focus on anything else. Every time you're trying to think, do something, read a book waft of smell and you're just like jesus like take a bath put the other around something you know like you frustrate other people I'm very <laughs> right now. no i'm not telling you you smell steve oh my gosh no no steve is not smelling no 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 but i'm just saying yeah that's just why did you saying. tell me looking into my eyes like literally see i i i don't normally talk with eye contact okay guys he's just been in his feelings today Oh no! And we're talking about feelings. That's actually our topic for today. Uh, our topic, uh, in particular, is about love. And I'm sure, like, oh, okay. So what haven't I heard about love? Because you know, love is a topic that will always be covered because it's part of human existence. Uh, but for me, I'm coming from the angle of love is a choice. It's more than it is a feeling. And. What I mean by this is because some people black, like, but I, I feel it like I feel like that I'm in love with my partner and things like that. And that's fine. But what I mean by that love is a choice. Think about it like this. That day, your, your significant other or your mom or just the person you love just irritates you or, you know, you just get annoyed by them. And maybe that day 
and you, and they don't know maybe they don't know maybe they're unaware that uh you you are um they annoyed you and they ask you for a favor and you're looking at them like the way i'm so pissed at you because maybe of the way you woke me up so i felt like you woke me up rudely this morning and now you're here asking me to all make you the pancakes you like the way you like because i make them nicely you know you look at the person and say make your own damn pancakes i don't feel like making them for you, you know but now please note that what i've said is i don't feel like and this is where now i come saying that love is more of a choice than a feeling because now it'll reach to this point where and first of all you have to be mature to to have this kind of mindset is whereby yes this person is they they are not pleased you that day but you because you have chosen to love this person it was a, like you you have chosen to be with this person you know you do it you find yourself you're like okay i'll make those pancakes which as you make like any with the feelings of the way as in and boy shall like you know, you're just, you'll be making them maybe, maybe have you say those things under your breath or thinking them. But at the end of the day, like, my point is, it is a choice because uh, when you hear even people saying, um, couples saying, we fell out of, of love. It's basically out of small little choices they made through the journey of their relationship that culminated in the end to the point where now they say such a phrase that, we grew apart, like we're no longer compatible. So, because um, at the end of the day, the reason why we say relationships, <laughs> trust me people, if love was only to do with feelings, I think all of us would have had relationships of less than than a year or something like that. Because you have, sometimes it gets really tough in relationships. And I'm not only talking about romantic relationships, even your relationship with your parents, with your relatives, friends, uh, colleagues, Things can really get tense and tight. Okay, but not so much for colleagues, unless you're, you're those people who are buddy-buddy with colleagues. But they, Steve, mm. are you buddy-buddy with colleagues? I can be no. normally. I'm like, I'm here to work. I'm not here to make friends. And I'm not being mean or rude. It's just those ones of... Like, I'm not that I'm mean or anything. I'm very cordial and I laugh and we'll have banter and everything. But that doesn't make you my friend. It makes you my colleague. <laughs> I think I'm more of friendly than making you a friend. Yeah, thank you. That's my oh, point. Like, yeah. you're cordial, you're friendly, you'll, you'll chop it up, you'll mm. laugh, ha, ha, ha. You'll, you'll, maybe even sometimes you'll have inside jokes, but it's all those ones of yeah. now I can count on you. Because for me personally, a friend is a person who you can count on. And um, <clears throat> you know their character. A colleague, you can't know their character. Yeah. I don't think, like, because somebody, people can pretend. Eh, hey, people, people pretend. Can, people can pretend. And for years, so you can't know. Somebody mm. can put up a show when they're at work, and you don't know that they're putting up a show. Because yeah. that's all you've ever seen of them. You know, you've never seen them in even you've never seen them in a totally different light other than uh, a circumstances. I think for me, it's for like when you'd have functions at the office, uh, mm -hmm. you like and there's alcohol involved or some kind of external, mm -hmm. and the person you meet in the office and mm -hmm. the person wants their libate and it's. So it's so different, honestly. Okay, from yeah, the, yeah, because the inebriation is 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 reduced. It's redu it reduces yeah. that gut, and you meet this person, and you're like, is this person how they are? And the things I think usually see people are most honest when they inebriated most of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you hear the stories they tell, a drunk like, mind speaks. Uh, a what heart? Uh, huh? uh, 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 there's a sorry. Uh, there's a saying I'm trying to remember. Okay, because uh -huh. I remember there's this experience I had. Uh, 
uh, I was living Karaunikop by... for yeah. those who are not aware. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I'd met with, I'd, I was living Bible study and I met with the police at the corner of where big Matatus mm-hmm. to my house. Mm-hmm. So this guy, what he was doing at the time, yeah. uh, at Westlands, mm-hmm. at the corner, there's a stage. Um, there's like a makeshift stage now because they're doing yeah, construction. Yeah, oh gosh, uh, the construction and is so it's hectic. So, it's so hectic. So this guy, I remember he was, he just showed up. Mm-hmm. And then there were some kids who were playing. And you know kids, uh, I wouldn't say they're urchins, but they were just being friendly. Like the, the street kids. Yeah, yes, yes. But they were going to the same route I was going on up under. They usually wait for the last matatu. Mm-hmm. They usually let them ride free to mm-hmm. Kangemi. So, but they were playing with stones. And then, while well, they're playing with stones, but I saw they were careful. Wait, 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 wait. These, these street boys mm. were going home. Yeah, they were going home. So, they... Eh, okay. Mm. You're a street kid because you have no home, so that's an oxymoron in itself. I not, because from, from the looks of how they look, they uh-huh. look like they, where they stay is not Westlands. So they knew okay. they want to fuck Panda... Like to go home. To go home because they didn't stay there. Because I usually am because where I stay is I'm usually the last matatu there. Okay. So by the time I get matatu to go home, mm-hmm. I'm alone on the okay. stage. So okay. panda matatu. So I am assuming they're going to their home where okay. they would actually rest. So they were playing and then this. So while they're playing, they were playing with stones, but they were careful not to carry beer. The guys, the the pedestrians were mm-hmm. standing there. Then this cop comes and sees them playing with stones. Then he's like, he goes to one of them, and then he starts beating them blows, literally, pa pa pa. And I'm like, and then me, I'm I'm troubled with it, and I'm like, hey, Konini, this is happening. Mm-hmm. So I go and talk to the children, and the children are telling me, this is usually how he is. He beats us. He does as in say he's drunk and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then me, I'm like, hey, Poleni. And then I was talking to the kids. Mm-hmm. And then now, the, when then the police comes to talk to the guy. I didn't know there was a police because he was dressed in civilian. And he starts telling me, Oh, totally wako. And I'm like, yeah, they're mine. Because as I mean, actually, I was trying to play the father role. Again, mm-hmm. point to note. He has a messiah complex. <laughs> no. Go Google it, guys. It's, See if it's, it's, a messiah it's, complex. It's not a messiah complex. The thing is, when something is happening that is wrong in the context okay. of mm-hmm. this, this was actually wrong because the children wasn't weren't harming anyone, okay. and they were basically playing with each other, okay. not with anyone else. Even the even the ladies who were there who uh-huh. had young ones, they were not even close to them. They were far away. So literally, it felt like the guy was coming to target mm-hmm. the kids. Mm-hmm. So then the cop comes and he's telling me, he's uh, like, "Me, I'm telling him, when you may as in the like, translation is." What he was doing wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So he becomes very aggressive. He, mm-hmm. he starts shouting at me. He tells me, Kwapi ID. Mm-hmm. You know what I know? I'm not supposed to show my ID point blank to somebody just because they're loud and aggressive. Mm-hmm. So I may ask him, Sawa, Minta Koneshayangu, if you show me yours, show mm-hmm. me yours. So and then he's like, Yangu ni Metako Police Station. So he's like, okay. So <laughs> No, me actually, I'm like, okay, you're blessed with the police station. So I'm like, police station, Gani. But from the looks of it, so Westland and Kilimanjaro is literally yeah, they are, they are a bit, it's a bit of a distance. A bit of a distance. So this guy considering where that police station is. is. So he tells me, sort of funny, because I'm talking to you on a ID. Tunayanda was so now he beats me up. Uh-huh. We'll share pic. I'll share picture on socials of I was bleeding and everything. Serious? He beat you up that bad? Mm. And this was when? 
So I'm bleeding and yeah. then like I literally this whole time I'm telling the whole spirit tells me hold your ground. So I'm holding my ground and while it's happening, uh, something tells me like Usikubali mm-hmm. to go to the police station. So me I'm okay. like so now he's holding my shirt, yeah. he's pulling me that police thing. Uh, the pants, wedgie. Pa- the, police like giving me, people wedges. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he gave me a wedge and then we started walking towards now he's now trying to get me to walk down Raptor Road to Kilelashwa. Yeah. So we reach a place and he's now he's he's telling me we get about a border so that to go can, there to, to go. There. So me I'm like me in my mind, knowing where I am right now, I have fifty bob to get home. <laughs> so you're telling me Nitoy Pesa Kutupeleka you you can verify to me. I'm like, hey Mzeka, if we're going to the police station, I'm sorry Miss Kuko says she might like me on a fifty bob. Yeah. Come on take out to hand when he appeared to end it. Now, since you're a police to Tembe, knowing he's drunk, he wouldn't point. He's not going to walk all that yeah. way. So he's, now he starts telling me, why are you refusing? Why are you becoming a terrorist? Then, a terrorist. he said I'm a terrorist. Yeah. Okay. As, uh, if you've met me and the look I have, I am sure. We are going to be a terrorist. I'm going to be a I'm the complete opposite. I, am, I don't look like a terrorist. I'm sure I don't look like a terrorist. Even if I'm no, but you know, let me tell you something. Terrorists do not have a certain look. Exactly. Because it's an ideology. So really, terrorists don't have a certain look. I think yeah. for me, it's it's not even the look. It's just, you know, my demeanor. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Because, yeah. you know, with an ideology, it makes you who you are. So even how you carry yourself, it shows, you know, mm. like, yeah. Anyway. Exactly. So we start talking and then he, I started to realize that he's coming down now because I think he just removed his rage and everything. Mm-hmm. And he starts telling me, eh, he asked me, when he tried Ghana, I'm like, when you're married, like, and then he starts talking Kimelo to me. So he's one of ours. So he tells me. So some, and then he tells uh-huh. me in the uh, translation uh-huh. what you're saying is. So some unataka to unjana na watu wetu. Me I'm like, translation. So we're fighting between each other. And I'm like, what does that mean? So he starts telling me about mm-hmm. his wives. Mm-hmm. He tells me, sahi ni metoka ku ku. I've met one. Now he's going to the second one where I stay. He's mm-hmm. along the way. Then I ask him, "Mc, ukona pipi? Wanga pipi? Like ukona pipi? Watatu? He has three wives. And I'm like, "Mc, how do you do it? If one is such a problem, mm-hmm. and then he tells me, "No, you have to discipline these people." So that means he beats his yeah, wives. Yeah, beats his wives. So he's still, literally just describing the situations of how he beats his wives. So yeah, this is a cop. This yeah, is a cop. Let us not uh, forget. This is a cop. a cop. So yeah, so how he was describing it, it, it really it drawed me back to the fact that. Mm-hmm. The person does love the people he's involved with then but at the same time the question that always lingered in my mind is mm-hmm. what is with us how do you say africans mm-hmm. but us as africans that we believe more is better instead of remedying the first problem we end up adding two more like alishino another first wife so you have to find two it's other more ones. of like a bandage system whereby this wound does not require a bandage it's too big or oh. too deep to require a bandage but you keep on putting a bandage and yeah. it keeps on bleeding out yeah that's what I can say it is. Because you'll find maybe the first wife, because um, many of the times you'd find if the first wife doesn't give him like a girl, I mean a boy, or doesn't even give oh. birth, he'd be like, then I'll get a second wife. Then he gets a second wife. Then now, because of wealth, you know, it was those ones of also, it was, uh, it was a show of wealth that I can, if I have many wives and many children and a lot of livestock, like cattle, sheep, goats, things like that, it shows my wealth. So, and it's not even Africa, because... If you consider um, the Bible, King Solomon, he had concubines, he had wives, and there were many, especially in the Old Testament. Like, you'd find that um, people, there were even, like, um, 
cousins marrying each other. Like, see, Abraham and Sarah were cousins. So, yes, they were cousins. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, yeah, I think second cousins or first cousins, but they were cousins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah baby, yeah? the Old Testament sometimes you're like, what the amount of incest? <laughs> but, well, well, yeah, it, it is, hey, it's a lot. The, the reason why they're there is to teach us what. Yeah, you know, also that's another thing people like, but it's in the Bible. Bible. Just because it's in the, it's Bible, the Bible doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's right. Because the Bible is also teaching you stories and like teaching you um, principles of life. Yeah. And glory is. In order, in order to teach you something, some sometimes you have to give an experience of a of a person who has lived here before you, yeah. who has gone through that, and to show that these are the consequences of desiring such a lifestyle. Can I tell you something? Very po- polygamous men die early, very early than very the true. average man. So please, in stress, stress is killing these men. At your oh, five wives or oh, three wives, that stress is killing you because trust me. Trying to keep one woman happy is nearly impossible. So how are you going to satisfy As in, three? I'm, I'm even looking at the context of even my friendship with Michelle. At times, it's it's not that it's hard. It's just... It's demanding. It's very demanding to be... It's very demanding to be a friend because it demands attention. It demands mm, you to retain memory intimacy, of certain things. Yeah. It, 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 it requires you to be like... To be very caring, you know, like that intimacy of like, I care about this person. So if this yeah. person is hurt or not yeah. well, even me, I feel like I'm disturbed because somebody who I care about is mm-hmm. not well. Mm-hmm. So that takes energy. <laughs> that takes effort. And you know, also, when you care about somebody, they'll always be at the back of your mind. Yeah. Like, you, you, you carry them everywhere. So carrying somebody in your mind is actually work. It's So, and anyway, and actually, the way we've been talking about, um, uh, what's it called, the, from the co-workers... Uh, I wanted to talk about types of love, and the first one I wanted to talk about is philia. Um, this is in time in terms of the Greek. The Greeks uh, they broke lo- uh, love into eight different kinds of love. Eight. Yeah, eight. But then the ones that people like uh, focusing on are four. And the reason, I, I funny enough, when I was doing my research, I found the reason why we we refer so much to the four is because the four is what is predominantly shown in the Bible. Oh. So I was just like, oh, so that's why we don't like in general hear about like the full eight um, types of love that the Greek uh, believed. So the first one is philia, and that's the, the uh, yeah, it's philia, but yeah. Philia. Yeah, 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 like P-H-I-L-I-A, mm-hmm. philia. Mm-hmm. And it's love without romantic attraction and occurs between friends and or family members. Uh, it occurs when, you know, like both people share the same values and respect each other. It's commonly mm-hmm. referred to as brotherly love. So oh. this is the one that the Bible tells you, eh? By this, everyone will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. From John thirteen, uh, chapter, uh, John chapter thirteen, verse thirty-five. Oh. So when when Jesus is telling us about brotherly love in the Bible, and Kina Peter are, are telling us about brotherly love, it's that that's filia now, whereby it has no uh, romantic attraction. So this is just like your best friends, like you know, men, you and me, you and me, Steve, and then like uh, your friends, just pe- like you know, people who you consider mm-hmm. close, and you say, I like you, you can actually confidently say that you love this person. It's the first time she's actually acknowledged. Who do you mean? I, I, so I tell I, you, I, I, I tell you. I no, but you guys, is like I tell him, I, I love you, Steve. You're the bestest friend ever. So, uh. Um, and then now here's the thing, the catalyst for this kind of love, because as you know now, um, <clears throat> it has to come from a certain source. Love love doesn't come from nothing, it's mm-hmm. sourced from a, a, a place. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I would say, the catalyst for this, what makes this type of love move is the mind. 
because now you must understand it's not romantic love and as i've told you it, it's about respecting each other and have, having sharing the same values mm. values that values are things that you're convicted of in your mind you know that um i cannot stand dishonesty yeah. like um i really love honesty like but this is not an example i'm telling you like <laughs> Yeah, really wait, wait, wait. Well. I, I really, really appreciate honesty. Even though, like, it's going to hurt. It's those ones of ripping off the bandit kind of hurt. Like, it's, it's going to hurt either way. Yeah. So let's just, let's just do it, you know. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so this is the type of love whereby your, the catalyst is the mind, whereby the more you connect intellectually, the more you connect, I mean, values and how you respect and treat, treat each other, the, the stronger the, the love and the, the relationship. So your mind articulates like which friends are on the same wavelength as you and who you can, can trust. So this is the, the filia. So is it always on? Like it can, you can always gauge who is, you share the same values or not? Um, yes, because now, like for example, when you engage in deep conversation with a friend, that's how you know. So like, you know, they as you normally have mm. a lot of random conversations. Mm. Uh, be, to be open and trustworthy, to be supportive in hard times, you know, and just being grateful, like showing gratitude to the friend when they do something, or just for them being who they are in your life. That's philia. You know, that's just now you showing brotherly love. This is the love that now we are normally... Uh, in the, like Christians are normally told to share that you you love each other in a brotherly way. Then now uh, another one is pragma, which is that like an auto of how they're supposed to. No 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 no. It's, these are just different types. This, you know these loves were categorized in terms of now how this love is is experienced and shared. Ooh. Because now, as I told you, because please people remember, I'm trying to show you how love is more of a choice than it is a feeling. So you see, it's a choice to to approach somebody and have a conversation with them and to decide that, oh, I like this person. You know, of course, yes, you'll click, you'll click and there's chemistry and things like that. But I can even ask people over here, just try and think about that one friend who you felt like was um, your best friend maybe growing up. Where are they now? Oh, okay, sorry, yes, you are a bit old. <clears throat> Uh, when you start in India in Uko, like when you're in your mid, like your mid to late 20s, early 30s, you'll start realizing, like people who you called bestie growing up, like you don't even know, some of us, we don't even know where they are. Like for example, me, who my, the one who was my bestie in high school, I, I, I don't know if she's back in Kenya, I'm a bad oh. I just don't know. And then is it like, does it naturally fizzle? Yes, actually there's even, a, there's some studies that show that in general friendships last uh, roughly seven years. Wow. Yeah, but then now if you, but then that this is now if you're not working on it. Now, please, mm. people, remember what I'm saying today. The topic is love is a choice. Even that love for a friend, even me loving you, Steve, it's a choice. Then, and I just start, um, I, I, I choose not to show you love. So in the process of choosing not to show you love, that means I choose not to have deep conversations with you. I choose to break the trust we have, you know, and things like that. And then you, you see slowly, that's mm -hmm. how now you keep quiet. You don't keep, like, you don't, you stop trusting each other. Maybe you're not honest with each other anymore, things like that. And slowly it, it just phases out. And, you know, sometimes also you realize that friends for seasons, not all friends are meant to uh, journey with you through life for for the duration of your life. So if you have a friend who like from childhood and you're still friends now into like adulthood and everything, count yourself lucky. It's a yeah, really amazing blessing amazing. because it's not easy to, even like that's why I like, like the over 25 channel. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy those, those, those ladies like keeping that relationship, like it takes work. That's what I was just saying. Oh my God, it takes work. 
Oh, so that's why it has to be a choice because there'll be days the feelings are fleeting because first of all it's an emotional reaction in terms of hormones because you find like um in order to but it's really important first of all for you to feel love because if you think about it like this uh when a woman has given birth to her baby in that point in her life the most amount of oxytocin will flood her system no other time in her life has her brain ever had such mm. a bath in oxytocin and oxytocin is what people um what scientists call like you know the love hormone one of them you know there are several but one of the major ones is oxytocin hormone. yeah the, the the attachment hormone exactly so but it is necessary but yeah you can imagine like that's why you find when uh, women have postpartum depression and they don't even want to look at their child. You have to understand this because they, there's a lot of hormonal issues to deal with as well. That there are hormones that are frustrating her and making her feel depressed. It's not jumping when you hear these stories of, hey, mama, I can buy I'm kwa takataka. You know, like um, these babies who are thrown in the trash, like tied in a paper bag and thrown in the trash. We don't know the mental state of this woman. You know, so we're, we're, so, we're so tempted so many, so many times to to quickly judge the mother without understanding was she even in a proper mental state when she got like when she got pregnant and uh, gave birth to the child and things like that so uh, i was just saying this to say that love is not just a feeling because you you have to have commitment you just can't say I, uh, if if i stop loving this person then i call it quits because there'll be so many days that will be just Life, you know, just meh. It's just routine. I go to work, come back mm. home, pick up the kids, maybe help them with homework, you know, wash the kids, feed them, eat supper. Like, you know, and there's monotony to that and when it becomes a routine and everything like that, there's no time to now um, uh, be in, in, uh, intentional. Yes, the word is to be intentional with it. That's why I'm saying love is a choice because... Yes, you got married because you love each other and then and you are having the chemistry flow between you. But remember, why is the chemistry flowing between you so well? Why do you feel so much? It's because of the connection, it's because of how you talk and how you like the stories you share, the 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 the, the honesty and the trust you have with each other. You know, it's that back and forth exchange of energies and vibes that that now make it like, oh, I love this person so much. So it's not just the, the feeling of, oh my gosh, you see this person and you just feel butterflies. First of all, feeling butterflies is not real love. I, I came to learn that like from a psychological point of view. It's actually like anxiety. So it is? yeah, it's a kind of anxiety. Oh, wow. It's like a, it's a it's a representation of like anxiety, like you know, a pressure to perform, pressure to oh. feel like you're you're good enough. You know, sometimes like you like the same way you know when you look at your crush and then you start sweating, palpitating. Please, people, that is not love. That is uh, infatuation, and it's obsessiveness or madness over a love. You know, a love partner. Now this is in romantic relationships. So that's why you find. Um, people who obsess over you, like for example, these uh, superstars who have those obsessive fans who even build shrines and altars of the celebrity, putting photos and candles and you know, making them idols, literally idolizing them. You know, you're like, Oh, you're my idol. It's not figurative. There's some people who actually make altars and put photos and almost literally worship the ground of this um, this popular person. So mania is just obsessive love towards the partner and it leads to unwanted jealousy and possessiveness. People, when somebody says, I hate it when I see you with other people and I only want you to myself, eh? Run. Run. Eh? Run. Where? 
wende bata unumera ni shoes kai wa i think just run because it's it's now one of the destructive kind of of love that is that is what godly like they god says i'm a jealous god i don't say godly but i didn't say harmless it's like of concern like as a a healthy jealousy so it's um um you can you can be jealous for the 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 right reason but how you react with with your jealousy is i think maybe the issue because I, i believe like there's normally a healthy dose of like because when you're when when you're exclusive with somebody and like you you're possessive it's you're possessive over things that you care about you know like if you have a car like you're a car person and you have like you've bought your dream kind of thing you'll be super possessive about it like eh i must take care of it i can't just give it to anybody like atimtu ananiombea gari i can't you know like you're you're very careful and you want to take care of it the best way you can and you feel like um uh, having them within like your 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 reach but not like imprisoning them is a way of of showing love like that's i guess maybe that's what you can say the jealousy is of those ones of your your my partner you're not mine like a like a thing but you're my partner so you should be for like you should be for me in the terms of uh you support me like what i'm going through you like you're my person and there's no one else who i can talk to like this or go to for these problems or get this kind of support that i'm looking for okay as in <clears throat> this this that kind of, I get what you're asking but yes there's that kind kind mm. of jealousy where it's 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 in a slightest amount so that it's healthy in terms of if somebody wasn't um in quote unquote jealous then if you here your partner has um betrayed your trust you'd be like I don't care because you, you you there's that kind of aspect I get it I don't know if the the the, the proper word is jealousy for it though yeah, I I, I really don't know, know. Yeah. Okay, but you know english is so ambiguous you might find this just still jealousy <laughs> okay so and um the catalyst for this uh, mania like what what gives it its power and um stronghold is survival instinct Ooh. so it's not at the um it, survival instinct drives a person to desperately need their partner in order to find a sense of self value so harper is just somebody who has literally low self esteem and is codependent. Now you see when you hear of codependency, this is the kind of love you're talking about. You're co- talking about the mania love, you know, the the obsessive love because now you feel like uh, without this person you, you can't see a future, you can't see life and that is bad because even before you met this person you had a life. Don't forget that. So don't forget the life you had you know, for the sake of this person because what will happen in the end is you'll resent your partner you will resent them without apology and you'll be over there wondering why i'm resenting this person and it's basically because of that because of the codependency because you've hooked your your all your needs like fix me i want all this love i want the, all this attention I, i i i i need you to do this like without you i can't do it without you uh, you know hyping me up i can't do it sometimes you have to be on cheerleader in this life the longest relationship you'll have on earth is with yourself so if you can't hype yourself up oh my you'll be in trouble you'll be in big trouble if you're thinking that you always somebody by the what, what if this person it's it's their it's their destiny to to leave this earth before you are you trying to say now you you'll also find a way to go to the afterlife with them you know so <coughs> 
Um, so it's important to to also work on yourself when it comes to uh, this kind of mambo uh, love. In terms of you cannot love someone if you can't love yourself. Like so many times, I do little things for myself till my mom is like, "Eh, una and I'm like, "Yes." Then my mom is like, "Yeah." But anyway, if you don't love yourself, you need to know how to to love someone else, which is which is very true. So yes, people, mania is that possessive love. So if a person is over here telling you, "Oh, I can't live without you. You're my everything." Not, not good. Uh, then now, uh, rolling into now the self-love I was talking about, the Greeks also covered that and they called it uh, philautia. I hope I'm saying it. Oh, philautia. Um, P-H-I-L-A-U-T-I-A. We'll link it in the description, guys. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, of this article. Um, and uh, so it's just a healthy form of love, of self-worth, and you don't ignore your personal needs. As I was saying earlier on when I was talking about like how my week was and how I feel good, you know, I made my hair, made my nails, you know, did my eyebrows, you know, do waxing, like you feel so good. You know, just showing yourself that love and appreciation and making yourself feel good is very important in boosting your self-esteem. And the catalyst for this love, like where it comes from is literally the soul. So if you're not okay, that and that is why the first sign of like depression is you find somebody, the self-care goes down, 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 down. Like, for example, if there are a person who's always neat and put together, then out of nowhere, you just see them disheveled. They have not even, like, brushed their hair or brushed teeth. They're, like, they just look like they've literally stepped out of the bed and you're like, you have always been a polished person. Why, why is this happening to you? What is going on in your life? And that's now where you find it. It's because their soul is, is going through something. Like, it's, it's broken, it's hurt. It needs some sort of healing. So that's why you find... Um, that's why I'm saying the self-love comes from, from the soul. So if you're not loving yourself, you will not show it to yourself. You know, I find it so funny when people say they can't take themselves on a date or they can't be by themselves. And I'm like, do you know that's an actual problem? By the guys out there, if you cannot be by yourself and be okay with being by yourself for a few hours, just doing whatever, you, you can even be staring at the ceiling or paint dry, I don't care. Mm. But the fact is, if you cannot be by yourself and be okay and content and not feel like you don't like... Um, Actually, you may be sitting even in silence without doing yes. anything. Like, oh my gosh, that is the hardest thing for people. Mm. You know, that's why even normally people are introduced to meditation, it takes them a while to mm. get used to it, like just switching off your mind from the noise and yeah. you, you know you know you have internal noise you know that yeah. no, that those thoughts that keep on ping-ponging back and forth in your mind running round up down poverty and javelin things through like yanni <laughs> yeah it's just doing all sorts of athletic gymnastics in your head like thoughts you know like uh, so many thoughts going through your head that's a lot of noise, you know, and sometimes you find people, that's what they're running away from. They're running away from that noise instead of finding a way from within. So that's how you find self-love. You find it from within and you find it from your soul. So that's why I'm saying the catalyst is your soul. So if your soul is healthy and you know, you're, you're like the, the Holy Spirit is feeding it, you will find yourself loving yourself better, treating yourself better. Imagine. Yeah. So it, it, there's, there's that connection. And then um, uh, there's this other love, uh, which people are not too aware of, is called Ludus. Ludus? Ludus? I don't know. L-U-D-U-S. Uh, it's playful love. And this is the childlike uh, kind of love, the one that you find in the honeymoon stage of romantic couples. Mm -hmm. You know that very playful, like, um, 
you you can't see anything wrong in the person you know mm. you know the same way like a child looks at the parent like a like a small god because you know before a child learns the the concept of god they just see the parent as god because literally everything i need comes from these people so see the same way you like everything comes from god so to the small child you're like a representation of god like yeah so <clears throat> It's like it just consists of you know teasing, playful motives, a lot of laughter, um, and uh, the catalyst is emotion. Ooh. Yeah, the catalyst of this now is uh, emotions. So your emotions are the ones that now this is where this is the kind of love that, and this is now a perfect example of why I tell you that love is a choice and not a feeling. Because how long is the honeymoon phase, guys? Just think about it. How long is the honeymoon phase? Because this type of love, this ludus, this playful love, is considered the honeymoon stage, and it's <coughs> and it's catalyst or where it emanates prominently from is from your emotions. So now you see, guys, how the the topic is tying together that love is a choice and not a feeling. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know. That flirting and engaging in whimsical conversation, spending time together, laughing, having fun, you know, childlike behavior, maybe play those childhood games you used to, like you used to play and maybe you share because you're of the same generation, you know, those things. They bring you, they make you childish and they make you, you know, seem all afloat and, you know, light, you know, honeymoon phase, you know, that one where nothing is wrong, you can find no wrong. But there, you know, you don't find any wrong in your partner at that stage. You just think that they are an angel that's why you hear people saying oh that this person is god sent they're an angel no one is more perfect from for, for me but as a relationship develops and matures in the end you start realizing i peer we are gonna this one has problems peer ah. so maybe the a loved one who passed away they have never really healed from that loss and that wound is just you know wrecking him you know just shaking everything <laughs> so that's when you're like oh my gosh kumbe you as in in the beginning, everything looks very, very nice, you know. So, yeah, that, now that's that. That's why I was telling you guys my premise is love is a choice. Because at the end of the day, it's fleeting, those those emotions, those hormones. As I told you, even a mother, she gives birth, she'll get that trash of oxytocin in so that she can bond with that baby and be able to take care of that baby. Because that baby is going to be the most demanding little thing on this earth for the next uh, one year. Like, children are very demanding, especially newborns. You know, very demanding. I'm, I'm just an auntie. I'm not even a mom. And I, uh, when my sister and her, her, her kid, her firstborn, oh my God, I was just like, I, you're waking up every two hours. Me, how am I going to do this? Like, I, I love my sleep. Oh my God. I'm going to sleep, sleep train these babies, baby. Like, you know, just like, I may think that I'll have to get a, a sleep trainer because the way I see my sister like a zombie, I'm just like, Yo, even me, I need to be okay to take care of these children. I can't be a zombie here. I, I try to take care of my kids, even me.
just now um, we have the eros, you know, the romantic love, the fire, fire. <laughs> eh? Eros, romantic, erotic. No, but serious, eros is the word erotic. I think for me, so sorry, you always describe something. If I fire, like. Eh? No, but it's true. Eh? Burning, yeah, that burning. This is even, I think, one of the, 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 the ninis of last. Ooh. I think this is like one of yeah. I think this is one of the loves that that um have an underlying potential of just becoming last. So it's just a primal love, in terms of now this one is proper hormones. Yeah, so emotions and hormones come together. But now he eros ni proper hormones. You've ever heard of pheromones, people? You know those ones of, um, it's that um hormone that you can't technically smell it, but it's on the person's skin, the person's sweat, and when you smell it, you get attracted to them, like if, um... Is it, that, that actually is true? What? Yeah, pheromones are a real thing. We have even seen it, like, where do you think, how do you think um, animals in the wild, yeah, for it's animals, now I'm mating for season, and it's because now, it's, they, they don't, it doesn't have a scent, it's just that those hormones, when they're inhaled, they trigger a chemical reaction in the brain. Same thing with humans. That's why you'll find some people, like even there's some ladies who are like, I like smelling my man's shirt after he's sweated. And you're like, ew. But it's because you find a lot of the pheromones are in the sweat. So so it's not even really the sweat that's smelling good. It's yeah, that it's the brain is feeling good because it's it's getting a hit of those pheromones mm -hmm. of yours. So technically it's not because because people, let's just be honest, sweat stinks. Like, sweat doesn't smell nice, guys. It, it really stinks. Yeah, and uh, especially when somebody doesn't take water. At least when you take a lot of water, like your required amount of water for your BMI, at least Apple, we know you, you even though you sweat, you'll be fresh. And some people, when they sweat, it smells like onions, cheese. Uh, the last meal they had, you can tell it was a very spicy meal because it smells spicy, like peppers. No, you remember some no, people I, smell I, like peppers. No, for me, it's like, I, you know how distinct, like, your flavor, <laughs> the flavors of food come out of your sweat. You like, know, like garlic, in, onion, mm. you're like, oh my gosh, you ate too much garlic, dude. Like, relax on the garlic. I can smell it all over your pores, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, yeah. saying this, uh, the catalyst for this Eros love is hormones. Now, this is pure hormones. So, now, like, the whole thing of pheromones mm. and smelling and just, like, even if, uh, guys out there, if you've watched this movie called Perfume, I'd advise you watch it. It's very interesting. It's a nice storytelling. I think it was based off of a novel. Yes, mm. it was. Uh, and basically, it was about scent. And this guy created the ultimate scent that, um, that created the ultimate euphoria that even made... A whole stadium have an orgy. It was okay. That was a very weird part of the movie. <laughs> but the journey of this guy to make that perfume that made guys do that was like really crazy, because he had to get now what I'm talking about the pheromones of the skin. Like his scent was so um, keen that he could smell like the subtlety of what would make somebody elicit um, emotions. Um, of feeling good, I'm yeah. Again, I forgot, yeah, yeah. Perfume, that, the other part of the story, pardon, yeah. Perfume is, is really, it's a really, really interesting story, yeah. So, uh, I'm moving on now since, of course, we already know Eros Romantic Love. That one is just hormones, so it's just ones of admiring someone's physical body, the physical touch, such as you know, hugging, kissing, this romantic affection, cuddling, you know, those are the ones because those are those, yeah, that is the, the Eros. Then, now, uh we have the, the, it's called Storge, or Storge, yeah. ah, me, my God, S-T-O-R-G-E, English came with the, with the ships, um, we are sorry, <laughs> uh, we are Africans and it came with a ship, uh, we were not born in the land of 
England. Uh, so a stodge is, uh, is naturally occurring love that's rooted in parents and children, as well as, oh, besties, as best friends. Uh, it's an infinite love built upon acceptance and deep emotional connection. This love comes easily and immediately yeah. in parent and child relationships. Mm -hmm. And you'll never guess the catalyst of this kind of love. Obviously, I can't. <laughs> I just said you can Memories. Wow. Yeah. Memories oh. are that powerful. But think about it like this. Um, Ooh, that's dope. That's when, dope. when you remember a, a, a loved one who has gone, mm -hmm. do you, does the love feel faded? Or does it feel like the same way when they were still alive? It feels the same. Exactly. Wow. So, memories. <laughs> that one just explains itself yeah. yeah right so your memories encourage us long lasting bonds with another individual that's why you're told as couples make memories you know people are like what do you mean make memories and that's why I was saying routine is what makes you break away from it because now what memories are you making from routine you know like make a memory break the routine in between and make a memory you know and memories are not always good by the if you think about the people you love can you all the memories you have of them are good of course not but still, that doesn't hinder you from from loving them, you know? Because even you, you know, you, you ain't out there. <laughs> Boo, you ain't out there. You, you ain't. <laughs> you ain't. So, and how, how you show this love is, of course, sacrifice of your time, your, your personal pleasures. Like, um, <laughs> I find it so funny when I see these memes and short uh, clips uh, on the internet where, like, at you... When a parent hears the kid and they're having a snack, then they just, they inhale it or, or they hide it somewhere on their person. Like, oh my God, I'm not sharing this. I'm not sharing my chocolate. Like, you're like, I love you, but I, I know if you come in here, I'm just going to be forced to share this thing with you. And I was not planning on that. Oh. So you just say the parent either inhales it quickly, like, I'm loving you, or just like hides it on their person and makes sure until the kid is out of sight is when they, they take it out and eat it. You know, as it, it's so funny. It's so funny. And, it, and you understand it because even you remember when you were a kid, when you see your parent with anything, and you, your, your parent would would just look at you and feel obliged, like, I, I, I can't say no. <laughs> you know, so that's what I mean, like, you know, you sacrificing of yourself, uh, you know, your time and your personal pleasures. You also quickly forgive harmful action. This is why you find families of murderers and people who have done, like, crazy things are like, Oh, I'm, we're, so, we're so sorry. We ask you guys to forgive us. Nini, nini. Of course, there are those families who are like, we don't know you. We have disowned you. But in general, those like loving, the, the truly loving families, like, you're shocked. Like, but you, you're not disowning your child. They're like, but now they're my child. It's, it's not that even me, I feel bad that they have done this thing, you know. So, yeah. <clears throat> and also, um... That's, yeah, as I said, that's why memories are very important. Like, sharing impactful moments in life is very important because that also helps with the bonding. Uh, now that's for the storage. Or storage. Or storage. I don't know. Then now there's pragma. And this one now is where you find is one of the, the, the very unique ones because it, uh, it's love that matures over many years. So now think of it like um, it, pragma is also uh, one of the origin of the word pragmatic. What is being pragmatic? Being practical. Like oh, that's what it means. Yeah, pragma, pragmatic. You just you're being practical pragmatic and sensitive. Pragmatic means being practical. Yeah, you're being intentional Ooh, and practical with your thing. Like pra being pragmatic is just a person is systematic and intentional in how they do things. Yeah. 
So it's an everlasting love between a couple that chooses to put equal effort into their relationship and and uh you'll never guess what the catalyst for this is. It's a very weird one by the way. Like I would have never like just try to guess. Just try and guess what what would be the foundation of this kind of love, Steve. Food. We shall put a peleka in your You'll never guess. Okay. I'm supposed to guess after. Okay, so no, but it's subconscious. Yeah. And because I'm supposed it... to guess subconscious. <laughs> no, I was just I was just having some fun. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, uh but you didn't think like it would be yeah. subconscious. But can you imagine that's why it's unique love because this love and that's why here is the key marker. It is love that has matured over many years and it is an everlasting love between a couple that chooses to put equal effort into their relationship. This is the last love I want to talk about because this love is the only she's going to put the exclamation mark and everything in it because because um, uh, we already know about um, agape. agape and I've talked about the other ones and everyone knows agape is godly love. We can't have, we, can, we are humans, we are not God. We shall never ever be able to like fully like fully have yeah. agape we can't we, we are flawed okay perfection is only what can uh, can achieve that type of love because sometimes i'm just like god you couldn't have just feared hitler even before he did all the bad things you know sometimes you look at things mm-hmm. and like god, you couldn't have just like any god loves everyone and, and when you hear that you're like what everyone Every, like even the ted bandies and the 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 Stalins the 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 you 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 as a human you if you had the chance you just be like I would not even let the be born <laughs> let's just start there <laughs> you know because I thought it was that power of life and death I would not even let them get born so it's a sort of can you imagine he okay, loves you. Me, I'm not. Me, I'm human people. I, I have. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the last one is the the pragma, as I told you. Mm-hmm. It's the enduring love, and then uh, it's catalyst is the uh, subconscious. So it just the subconscious drives the partner towards each other. These feelings come unknowingly and feels purposeful. So <clears throat> this means that you have been in a relationship for so long, and not just been in a relationship doing nothing, people communicating uh-huh and communicating is not just talking communicating is understanding this person and what they are telling you and interpreting it well enough for you to respond in a, a meaningful way that it will make the partner feel heard and understood because communication is only achieved when the message that was being communicated is understood by the party that was receiving the communication. So if the party who is receiving the communication has not understood it in the intended way the the message was sent out, then communication has not taken place. Yeah. Yeah. So... So when I say communication, please keep that in mind. That's what I mean. Not just you guys sitting down and chopping up at you. Oh yeah, you know how's your day? Da, 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 da. Just story, story, story. Those ones are good, by the way. Those ones, they're, they're good mm-hmm. to pass time. But, you know, really getting and ask, like, uh, even I remember seeing a video on YouTube where they're like, sometimes, you know, now when you are dating, you'd ask each other, how's your day? What disturbed you today? Yeah. What did you like today? But then now when you're married, because you get so much into routine and you're just in, out, in, out, doing this, da, 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 you even forget to ask your partner, how was how yeah. your day? Because, you know, it's just those ones of Asinilukwana, Subway, I saw you in the morning, I'm seeing you now in the evening, we're having supper, see, we're here in front of the TV. But when you're watching the TV, you're so dead tired. So what kind of communication is going on when 
Surely, even you think about it, where is your mind when you're so tired and you're having a conversation? You just, you feel like you tell the person, I can just keep quiet, because like, um, my brain is not even processing anything you're saying, and and I'm just feeling even more tired the harder I try to, okay. to listen. Yeah. You know, so, that's what I mean by communicating. Like, you find time separate from your routine life and everything to communicate. And the communication can take place in on a date doing a fun activity or something, you know, a place where now this is where you take advantage of hormones, where now like you go to a place where you know both of you will enjoy and relax and it releases those feel good hormones and you're able to open up and connect on a deeper level. Now you see? So now, this is now over years of doing that. Over years of purposeful choice making to intentionally communicate with your partner. Do you see the amount of energy I'm talking about, guys? It's not easy. And sometimes you'll drop the ball of... And your partner, the goodness is if you have a partner who is in it, like, <clears throat> who is also in it and wants everything to work, then yeah, then, then they'll tell you, I, by the way, I feel like we're we are losing touch, Kidogo, like we have gotten into a routine, we are becoming too monotonous. Then now, you know, sometimes even the partner might not realize or might, uh, might have realized and put it in the back burner. Yeah. So, until now, the partner brings it, brings it up and they're like, oh, baby, yeah. Even, you know, I've been thinking that maybe we need to, to just take a break from this hecticness and we get back together and see. So that's basically, it's not falling in love. It's standing Ooh. in love. It's not falling in love, it's standing. Yeah, Pragma Ooh. is standing in love. So that means I... I'm standing in my choices. I'm standing in my decisions. So yeah, that's why people, today my topic was love is a choice. And I don't know if you've gotten that from all I've tried to break down thanks to the Greeks who had all eight types of love. Thank you. Thank you, Grecians. Um, <clears throat> ancient Grecians, Asante Sana. Because today, <laughs> at least I've been able to wow. to essentially break down why I believe love is a choice. Because at the end of the day, yes, there's that complex interaction of the hormones and the emotions and, you know, your soul, your spirit and all those things. And that's why you find um, this whole story of getting balance, it's still at the end of the day, has to deal with emotions. Because you can never be fully balanced in terms of how you feel. One day you wake up, you're feeling well. Let me even give you an example. I have PCOS, and one of the symptoms, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's an endocrino, uh, endocrine uh, endocrine, um, uh, illness, like my endocrine system. <coughs> That's the hormonal system. And basically what it means is my hormones um, have, they, they, they don't, they're, not, they're a little bit erratic. Sometimes the estrogen and progesterone don't act how they're supposed to mm -hmm. act. Yeah, and then, um, so they, 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 they fail to form a full, like, cycle for the, uh, the ovum to be released. So it just causes, it just stays in the ovary and then causes, like, a water-filled sac. So basically, <coughs> but they can be very, when you, when you have poly, poly of course means many. So it means you have many of them, like, on your, on your... Uh, over and it can be on one on one ovary or both. Like it doesn't have to be on both. It can, be. and so this just basically means for me is that my body, the hormones are just not our schizani and not always. Th that's the messed up thing about this condition, because it has high high tides and low tides. So there are times when 
all the hormones decide that they are not going to cooperate, then there are times when they're like, okay, we are handshake, eh? handshake, to miskizana. We are at peace, white flag, white flag, at peace, at peace. Then there are times they're like, well, raise all the flags, raise all the red flags, please. And they just rain havoc. So because of that, I can tell you for a fact that there are days I wake up and I'm and annoyed and angry and I'm like, why am I annoyed and angry? There's nothing, literally, there's nothing that has instigated these feelings. So also, <clears throat> excuse me, it's taken um, effort on my part to try and um, find a way to, to live with it in a healthy way in terms of now mentally, you see, also another, again, a choice. I have to mentally discipline myself into being more introspective of why I feel some... Because, you know, sometimes people just say, I'm like that. No, people, you're not like that. There's a reason. There's a, there's, a, there's a foundation. There's something behind every reaction and feeling you have. And if you're introspective enough, you'll see. So, yeah, so for me, that's what I'm saying. Love is not a choice. Because there those days I'm like, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't like Steve. And I'm like, for real, I'm... I'm just like, why am I even friends with Steve? Even the days Steve just comes and asks me to my face, why am I your friend? Like, you just, you, you just, you're just like, why am I? Like, it's, ah, sh now this is now where you find things like memories and the deep conversations and things like that that bring you back to remembering. Oh, this is why I like this person. You Doesn't know. mean any memories to his machine. I think, um, thank you for that, honestly. Really, yeah. it really hit home. I think that the, the point I've gotten from this is to stand in love. Ooh, that was a quotable there. And well, today and moving forward is Michelle is taking over. So simply, we will be taking her lead. So whatever she tells us to do, we will do. So here we are. And yes, and guys, if there's a topic you'd like us to cover, please share. There's a Google form on our link. You can you can share with us whatever you feel comfortable we want us to talk about give us a heads up of anything that you feel questionable or you'd love we deal with or we reiterate or maybe there's a past episode you feel like maybe we didn't cover something well enough mm -hmm. or maybe you have a rebuttal by then me i'm an argumentative person i i choose she lives for this thing oh my I god I, I i'm always the devil's advocate even though i don't believe in what i'm saying i'm just there to be like ah okay okay that's just a a side of my personality, but I'm seeing a therapist, so don't worry, I'm working on it. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, I want to watch up. Maybe she watches fires, and I, I kid you not, she literally sits back and watches you guys argue. Oh my gosh, maybe we have those seasons of watching and I know it's going to wash up. And I was like, let me wash up. Then I'm, I'm those people who are wash up. Oh god, I'm an emotional arsonist. <laughs> With serious topics, it's just with those topics. Right? But I just no, know that it's not serious topics. You always know how to like when you go like she knows like, it's not a serious topic, but it's a topic that can crumble literally everything. So, I think an example is an example. Kunele Bash to lend your birthday in Karura. I think there's a fire with the Washaapo. Which fire? Was it with Kenna? I don't remember their names. There was mm -hmm. a couple there, and then Ulendo Police as well. There was like a drama situation after that. I'm trying not to use the. Oh, I remember. I remember. I, I remember. I was just like, this, this situation. Okay, this couple, there was a situation that was happening between them. And I was just like, the only way this situation will get sorted is if both parties know. So I just. I, I, and I didn't tell them directly. I just dropped, like, uh, you know, the. Um, 
Yeah. I forgot the name of this comedian who said like women just they leave bombs and then the bombs detonate later. Like you don't know it's a bomb. Like you because you're saying those ones of like you're in an argument and then you're like, yeah, that's why you're a drunkard and you'll never do anything like your father. Then you know during the argument you're like, ah, oh, whatever, whatever. Then now you're just by yourself doing something and then just like your father. <laughs> like now that's when you get mad. Like what? What was she meaning when she said that? Oh my god, you know. So what I just did basically was just like I I just made them like chunguza like like have I I I made them have introspection. Now upon doing the introspection, maybe how they reacted was on them. Me, me I didn't go to tell them bad mm-hmm. things. Me it wasn't so I just told them something that would help like separately mm-hmm. on their different wavelengths, like dif- telling them differently. But see now how they decided to communicate turned into an explosion. explosion. And then I was like, why does this always have to happen at every context when Michelle is around? But I miss Yashangimoto. Essentially, I think it comes from a good place because Michelle is she has been a healer for a very long time, so she will always push for. She knows this better, so she will always go for better. So with that, guys, um, that is episode nine, yes. courtesy of Simplicero, and well, yeah. So thank you guys so much, and I hope this will uh, give you a different view of love. I try not to make it boring in the terms of love is a choice. So many times people talk about feelings and falling in love and what to do to fall in love and fall out of love, but it's a choice. So and even um was it J Cole who said yeah this I'll, I'll I'll post that song of J Cole like those lyrics are really nice right seasons of you will you, you you even though you have your dream car there's a better car out there even though you this woman you're with there's a bit more beautiful one out there but you'll never be happy until you love what you have telling you the J. Cole sent Kendrick Lamar. Those are, they are poets, my friend. Anyway, <clears throat> that was it for today, guys. Catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. What's your name? Podcast. I'm your girl, Simply Zero, signing out. And I'm Steve. Thank you, guys. And that is another Genesis story. Thank you everyone for listening to Simply Zero on the What's Your Name podcast. You can catch us on Instagram, on Anchor, hash us there, okay? Catch me outside. Mm -hmm. Look forward to deep diving, growth, okay? A little bit of quirkiness and fun, but that's who we are. Peace out. Eta. Teeny, teeny. Okay, let's do another one.